This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Ukraine under attack. Families torn apart as Russian forces move in. How Canada is helping. And BC's move to reject Russian booze. Shocking video of a Yale town swarming. It's very troubling to see something like this. Who was targeted and why the VPD is releasing it now. And sneaky taxes revealed. From heating your home to buying a used car. How you could be paying more. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour A terrifying attack in Ukraine caught on camera. A motorist captures the moment a gas station was blown up in the town of Kherson. He was heard saying plane in Russian just seconds before the explosion. Cities across that country are still under siege from Russian missile attacks. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Those missiles are part of the push by Russian soldiers trying to get into the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. Ukrainian armed forces and a growing number of armed civilians are bravely trying to push back. Moscow has made it clear its goal is to topple the Ukrainian government. But as Paul Johnson reports, it's facing angry opposition both in the country and from the international community. As night fell across Ukraine, explosions and gunfire continued to terrify civilians across much of the country. Day two of Russia's invasion saw more missiles and bombs and the slow advance of its ground forces against key objectives. But in what many observers now believe is something Putin probably didn't anticipate. Friday saw the continued resistance of the outgunned and outnumbered Ukrainian military, who've taken out tanks, choppers and jets, inflicted heavy casualties on Russian soldiers, and most critically, are showing no signs of surrender. NATO is the strongest alliance in history. In Brussels, NATO announced the first ever deployment of its quick reaction force to Eastern Europe. No, they won't be joining the fight in Ukraine. Instead, their presence is intended to remind Moscow that should it attack a NATO country, it's attacking them all. And make no mistake, we will defend and protect every ally against any attack and every inch of NATO territory. We will be imposing sanctions on President Putin and his fellow architects of this barbaric war. Updating Canada's response, the Prime Minister strengthened Ottawa's sanction measures but no promise from him about what Ukrainians really want, weapons. As the exodus from Kiev continues, all eyes now are on the capital, where the president and his government are dug in and where thousands of ordinary men have been issued rifles and joined soldiers taking up positions to fight off the expected Russian attack. Whether that turns into a siege, street-to-street fighting, or something else, The world is seeing a situation that many would have considered unthinkable in present-day Europe. Paul Johnson, Global News. 
B.C.'s Deputy Premier Mike Farnworth released a statement today saying, in part, we join the Prime Minister and allied nations in deploring Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Our province stands with those who understand Europe's peace following two world wars depends on respecting international law. British Columbia is contributing a million dollars for the Red Cross to support the people of Ukraine who are suffering from this illegal act of war. The Canadian and B.C. governments are beginning to talk about the possibility of thousands of Ukrainian refugees coming to this country. Ramina Dea has the latest on the growing humanitarian crisis sparked by the Russian invasion. An unbearable moment for a father as he says goodbye to his little girl. Ukrainian men called upon to defend their homeland as their families flee. All men must fight for the country, says Mariana. An exodus of thousands, Ukrainians on the move, seeking refuge in neighboring countries. Poland setting up reception centers and hospitals to deal with the humanitarian crisis. It's heartbreaking. I haven't slept in two days. Watching in horror from Vancouver, international lawyer Keenan Hohol, a third-generation Ukrainian who helped write the country's constitution. I mean, the first step really is on, on the western borders of Ukraine, so that they have safe haven, uh, even if temporary. And then it's going to be a collaborative effort with other nations to determine how we can, can help people longer term if that's necessary. To start, Ottawa is implementing measures which will allow Ukrainians already in Canada to stay until it's safe to return home. The federal government also speeding up the process for Ukrainians trying to flee their country. So far had in excess of 2,000 applications approved from uh, Ukrainians who had some sort of an application within IRCC. My uh, uh, intergovernmental uh, officials are working with Ottawa to see what we can do with respect to sanctions, what we can do with respect to uh, uh, providing safe harbor for those that are fleeing the uh, violence. The catastrophe in Afghanistan after the Taliban seized power last August cannot be repeated in Ukraine, warns the federal NDP, saying thousands were unable to make it to Canada because of complicated immigration requirements. Ukrainian Canadians, more than a million strong, now pleading with the government not to abandon their loved ones. This is an opportunity for us and to show the world what can be done when you do open your arms. Ramina Dea, Global News. B.C. government liquor stores are following the lead of some other provinces and removing all Russian products from their shelves. The products being pulled include six brands of vodka and one brand of beer. Ontario, Nova Scotia, Manitoba and New Brunswick are also removing Russian-sourced products from their liquor stores. And Russia's honorary consul general for B.C. has resigned in protest over the invasion of Ukraine. In an email to Global News, Aaron Campbell calls it a sad and terrible moment. To more domestic matters now, and Vancouver police are releasing disturbing video of a violent swarming in Yaletown last weekend, hoping it sparks some new leads in the investigation. It happened about 11.30 Sunday night in Emory Barnes Park. The victim, a 44-year-old Vancouver man, suffered serious facial injuries and had to go to the hospital. Police did find and arrest one 19-year-old suspect 
but they are still looking for leads to identify another suspect. Second suspect who we are looking for is identified as a man in his 20s. He's about 5 feet 9 inches tall and 160 pounds. He was wearing a red hooded sweater, black pants, black running shoes, and carrying a black crossbody or uh, satchel around his chest and back area. So we believe that there were people that saw this incident. Um, even on the video, there is a large group of people. So someone in that group knows exactly what happened. They, knows, they know who the suspect was or the second suspect is. If you recognize the suspect or have any relevant information, please contact Vancouver Police. Another bizarre twist in the death of a woman whose body was found at a blueberry farm last August. Her family is suing the farm and the city of Pitt Meadows, claiming she was probably killed by a dog. Ping Amy Guo was found dead on the farm on Old Dudney Trunk Road after she'd gone berry picking. At the time, it was suspected she'd been killed by an animal, possibly a black bear. However, the lawsuit claims the animal was probably a dog and that the farm was negligent for allegedly failing to ensure that the property was safe for visitors and for failing to warn Guo of the possible presence of dangerous animals. No statement of defense has been filed and nothing has been proven so far in court. For the first time in more than a month, the number of COVID patients in BC hospitals has dropped below 600. 599 people are in hospital. That's a drop of 13 since yesterday and the lowest number since January 13th. 96 people are in the ICU. 12 COVID-related deaths have been recorded in the last 24 hours. 583 new infections have been posted since yesterday, bringing our total number of recorded cases since testing began to well over 347,000. Of course, there's likely far more than that out there given the rate of transmission for Omicron. So we'll bring in Keith Baldry now. Uh, from Victoria, who has an update on BC's rapid test rollout. Keith, more people will be able to get their hands on them for free soon. Yes, a whole bunch of rapid tests have now been distributed in BC. We're sort of late to the party here, but they are show, uh, being distributed in increasingly large numbers. So here's the update. As of today, 1.8 million rapid tests have been distributed. That's about 380,000 kits. Of course, there's five tests per kit. Uh, 896 pharmacies now have supply. Uh, we expect now to get the 60-plus age group to have access, because right now it's just 70-plus as of today, but we've got so many should have access by mid-next week. 5.9 million have now been been distributed in K-12 schools and post-secondary schools. So again, the tests are starting to pile up in great numbers. And again, Premier John Horgan asked about it today. Why did it take this long in B.C. to get this many tests out the door? He says basically a lack of supply from the federal government. Because we didn't have supply. Uh, the federal government made commitments to provide millions of uh, rapid tests, and, and we just didn't have them. Uh, and those that we did have, we were using, uh, and Dr. Henry's been fairly explicit on this, we were using to supplement our PCR testing regime to make sure that we were uh, testing those that were symptomatic. Uh, now, uh, we have now gone through the, the, the major part of the Omicron wave. Uh, we now are uh, awash in rapid testing uh, technologies, and we want to make sure we get them out to those who need them most. 
So starting today, if you're age 70 or older, you can go to a pharmacy, pick up one kit, which contains five tests, and you can have one kit per every 28 days. Uh, many pharmacies actually probably won't get their, their kits until Monday. But again, with the age group being taken care of there, the expectation is we're going to start plowing through the younger age groups at a very uh, rapid rate. So within a couple of weeks, I think everyone, no matter what their age is, is going to have access to rapid tests. All right. Thanks for the update, Keith. That's Keith Baldry right. in Victoria. Mid-Island Pacific Rim MLA, Josie Osborne, has been appointed to lead the B.C. government's newly created Ministry of Land, Water and Resource Stewardship. Osborne was sworn into the new role by the Lieutenant General in a brief uh, ceremony this morning. The new ministry was first revealed in the throne speech and will be focused on protecting the environment while still allowing for what the government calls sustainable resource development. Stikeen MLA Nathan Cullen will take over Osborne's previous role as Minister of Municipal Affairs. For too long, the development of our natural resources have not focused on the people who own them, British Columbians. I want to make sure uh, Minister Osborne will be working collaboratively with other ministers, particularly the Minister of Forests, now a standalone ministry once again, as it had been historically in British Columbia not to just focus on harvesting values, but all of the other values that forests represent to the people of British Columbia. Under the new framework, responsibility for aquaculture, fisheries and wild salmon will also belong to the new ministry. Well, today is the second day of Variety's show of hearts, all leading up to tomorrow's telethon. You can help support Variety right now by calling 310KIDS or just go online to variety.bc.ca and add your name to the list that you might see scrolling across the bottom of your TV screen right now. And if you call during tonight's news hour, your donation will be doubled thanks to the generous folks at Buy Low Foods. So make sure your dollars have twice the impact and call right now if you can. International events and the pressure on prices at the pump coming up next. And the devil is in the details. We'll reveal the sneaky surprises in the new B.C. budget that'll have you paying more in just over a minute. A brand new way to feast straight from the Philippines. The Jollibee craze hits the streets of Vancouver. That's coming up later. And rescued dogs from Afghanistan find a new life and a new purpose here in Canada, helping Canadian veterans. That's coming up as well. But right now, the provincial government's newly announced budget includes a few tax changes, some that British Columbians will soon be on the hook for and others that might even save you some money. Richard Zussman has more on the changes. It is one of life's essentials, heating your home, and depending on what you buy to do it, that may be getting cheaper or more expensive. Explaining to the customers why they're adding another higher percentage on the on the tax to what they buy and the gas price is really hard for me to to explain it on tuesday the province unveiling a budget heat pumps now pst exempt a seven percent savings for consumers but new fossil fuel heating equipment now a 12 percent tax up five percent it's me dave and this is a heat pump and there are concerns that heat pumps aren't a solution outside of metro vancouver and southern vancouver island due to the cold winters the air coming off the registers starts off at a nice 110 as it gets colder outside that temperature of the register is starting to come down into 190, 80. Overall, uh, you know, we, we do know that the technology has changed and there are heat pumps available for colder climates. 
The budget also accounting for the carbon tax to go up April 1st, increasing fuel at the pump by a cent, leading the province to double down on the heat pump push. We know that the carbon tax is going to continue to go up as we fight climate change. Um, and so there's a real, this is a real opportunity to incentivize people to switch over to heat pumps uh, so that they can avoid those costs in the future. If you're looking to buy a used car through a private sale, there's a change on the way the PST will work on that as well. Instead of paying the PST on what you paid, it's actually going to be based on the average price of that vehicle. So if you thought you got a deal, it may not be as good of a deal as you thought. A 2014 Dodge Caravan that we found listed in Surrey uh, that a lot of people would buy. That, that vehicle is probably worth about $4,000 more right now than they used to be because of scarcity and, and harder to access. Uh, but that, that means about an, almost another $200 in, in provincial sales tax. The province says the change to used cars is to prevent tax avoidance on private sales and not a way to charge people more. This is about making sure that uh, people aren't taking advantage of undervaluing the car um, and uh, using the loophole of just putting in a number uh, that re requires them to pay to pay less. But paying less is something all British Columbians are looking to do. Another budget measure, PST now on tobacco products, meaning if you smoke, it will cost you 7% more. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria. Here in B.C., the most immediate impact of the conflict in Ukraine can be seen at gas stations. The price at the pump has been soaring to record highs in Metro Vancouver, and it's expected to keep rising in the short term. And that has one consumer advocacy group calling on the province to get rid of the carbon tax. Catherine Urquhart reports. Prices at most pumps in Metro Vancouver are now at record highs. More than $1.80 for regular and $2 plus for premium. In fact, we now have among the most expensive gasoline in North America. Just terrible. I mean, I mean, it doesn't get worse than that, you know? Gas is already expensive. My car is amazing on fuel. It used to cost $43 to fill it. It's now over 60. In the coming days, prices are expected to jump again. For Vancouver, Lower Mainland, uh, another price increase of about three cents a litre. Uh, tomorrow you'll be paying $1.83.9. That will be a record. McTagg believes prices could drop a cent or two on Sunday. But then the carbon tax is scheduled to rise April 1st. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation is calling for action from the provincial government. Folks can barely make ends meet right now. Uh, tensions are high. People are worried. We think the government should suspend or get rid of the carbon taxes. That is something that they could have control over. When asked about the possibility of reducing taxes or carbon pricing, the Premier said this. Everything's on the table when uh, crisis emerges, and, and we have had our measure of crises here in British Columbia over the past number of years. So uh, we're prepared, I'm certainly prepared, to look at any uh, opportunity we have to make life better for British Columbians. The province prepared, but not committed, to making gas more affordable in B.C. <laughs> this as we pay record-breaking amounts at the pump with more increases on the way. Catherine Urquhart, Global News. And late today, Federal Innovation, Science and Technology Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne issued a release saying the Competition Bureau will be looking for any evidence of anti-competitive activity when it comes to gas prices and will take appropriate action. Up next, rescued pups return the favor. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Originally from Afghanistan, how the dogs are helping Canadian veterans get their old lives back. And later, a new kind of co-treatment and who it would help. Traffic is steady in both directions over here tonight at the Alex Fraser Bridge. Just some leftover volume eastbound along the east-west connector between Knight and the S-curve. With BCAA car insurance, it's easy to renew from anywhere, from ICBC auto plan renewals to exclusive savings. Visit BCAA.com today. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One at the Alex Fraser Bridge. Believe BC, featured on Global News Hour at 6, celebrates the innovative minds working together to reignite business throughout our province. Believe BC in partnership with Pacific Blue Cross, flexible small business health benefits for challenging times. A follow-up now to the story we brought you earlier this month. Hundreds of dogs and cats rescued from Afghanistan and flown to Vancouver. As Kylie Stanton reports, some of the dogs have now come full circle and are helping veterans get their lives back. Atta boy. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Come on. But Don McNamara knows a thing or two about training. I spent over 35 years in the military. I was a, an airborne paratrooper for many years. I, I served three tours in, in Afghanistan, roughly seven to eight months each. Up. This, of course, boy. is very different. I've seen a lot of things that no pe person should ever see, a lot of atrocities. Like many veterans, McNamara has been struggling with post-traumatic stress and struggling to get help. Heal. What all changed with Operation Freedom Paws. Man, when I found out about this program, I said, yes, that's for me. Here, he met his new companion, training for a total of 48 weeks to be certified together as a service dog team. They'll start sensing and they'll start realizing that the person is uh, stressed or having a flashback or having an anxiety attack, and the dog will then respond to it. Most importantly, they allow our people to get back out in public and in life again. Oh, you're a good boy. But this bond runs even deeper. I am so proud. Namara's dog is one of hundreds rescued from the streets of Afghanistan following the U.S. military's withdrawal from the country last summer. Good dog! Operation Freedom Paws was selected to take six of the animals. Here we go. Making this pairing an obvious one. And coming up with a name... My dog, Andy. Well, there was really only one choice. Andy is um, named after Legacy, Boomer's Legacy. Corporal Andrew Eichlenboom was killed in 2006 when a suicide bomber crashed into his vehicle just three days before his tour was due to end. He was only 23 years old. I'm proud to have his name. I'm proud to have his name. Andy, good boy. It's a reminder of just how precious life can be. Something worth fighting for. I mean, I can't live the rest of my life the way I've been doing the last couple of years. It's not right, so... This is what I want. I want a normal life. The question now is who's teaching who the tricks? He's a good boy. <laughs> Kylie Stanton, Global News. And we'll return to Ukraine for more coverage. A very close call. What well, one journalist had to do when the shelling hit a little too close to home. And how your donations to Variety are helping young people like Mihai achieve great things despite the obstacles he's faced.
This portion of the program is brought to you in part by By Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, foods. Counterflow is out now over here at the Massey Tunnel. Traffic is busy but steady in both directions. Through a new charitable partnership between Kermat Cares for Kids and Surrey Memorial Hospital, when you choose Kermat Collision and Autoglass, you also support the Surrey Memorial Children's Health Centre. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One at the Massey Tunnel. It is always dangerous for journalists reporting from conflict zones. NBC's Matt Bradley had to run for cover when shells started falling near his location. He ducked inside for a few moments before reappearing with a helmet and press vest on. Kharkiv has been the site of vicious battles since the invasion there began. As expected, Russia has vetoed a U.N. Security Council resolution imploring Moscow to stop full-scale or to stop its full-scale attack on Ukraine. The resolution was spearheaded by the U.S. and Albania and would have called on the Kremlin to withdraw troops from Ukraine immediately. It would have also asked Moscow to reverse its decision to recognize two separatist areas of eastern Ukraine as independent. The resolution's failure paves the way for a vote on a similar measure to be called in the U.N. General Assembly, where there are no vetoes. We are united behind Ukraine and its people. Despite a reckless, irresponsible permanent member of the Security Council abusing its power to attack its neighbor and subvert the U.N. and our international system. Meanwhile, new satellite imagery shows more ground forces have been deployed to southern Belarus near its border with Ukraine. Dozens of helicopters were seen flying over that part of Belarus and several hundred vehicles were lined up in a convoy. The images released by Maxar Technologies have tracked the buildup of Russian troops along Ukraine's borders for weeks now. In health matters tonight, days after Canada announced it signed a deal for 100,000 doses of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 treatment, Canadian health officials suggest the drug could protect against the virus for those who are immunocompromised or unvaccinated. This new product, uh, uh, if, if it does get approved by Health Canada, I think is more, we say, on the prophylactic side in terms of trying to uh, prevent individuals uh, who, for whatever reason, may not benefit from vaccination and so on, so that they are protected uh, against infection and then obviously more serious consequences. Public Services and Procurement Canada says the antibody treatment called Evusheld is a pre-exposure preventative for COVID-19. It's still under review by Health Canada, but has been given emergency authorization in the U.S. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration says the treatment is given as two separate intramuscular injections and can offer protection for up to six months. Well, celebrating the achievements of kids with disabilities is a big part of the Variety Show of Hearts. Tonight's focus is on Variety Ambassador Mihai Kovacer, who benefited from the generosity of donors just like you. Mihai recently played a big role in the Global Disability Youth Summit, trying to help kids overcome obstacles just like he did. 
This familiar face on the show of Hearts Telethon is on a new crusade, leveling the playing field for those with disabilities and tackling classroom challenges faced by youth like himself. Giving back for me and being that contributor and that agent of change for me is a matter of helping at least a couple of people to not have to go through those same experiences that I have, the negative ones, in order to be included and to have their rights respected and to really engage in their communities. Born with cerebral palsy, Mihai received help from Variety over the years and soon became a fixture on the Show of Hearts telethon, appearing in some memorable moments with Chris Galas. I found someone outside I want you to meet. Look, here he comes. Someone outside you want me to meet? Oh, hey, I've seen this guy. Today, he gives back by advocating for those with diverse abilities. That includes being one of hundreds of attendees at the second Global Disability Summit, addressing the needs of people with disabilities around the world. This is the second international summit on strengthening inclusion of persons with disabilities. The goal of the Global Disability Summit is to ensure that persons with disabilities are able to take part in social and economic development on an equal footing with society at large. The summit also included the first ever Youth Side Panel, addressing issues specific to youth with disabilities. We commit to taking steps to include all learners with disabilities in the design and promotion of inclusive educational systems. For Mihai, the Disability Summit and Youth Side Panel gives him a chance to continue his fight to improve the lives of the disabled in BC, and especially for those reaching for the stars in higher education. I think that they really have an opportunity to make a great impact in the world for people with disabilities and especially youth with disabilities. Today, Mihai's greatest challenge is working to change education curriculums to include more information about the needs of everyone in a classroom. He's also working to expand the resources available to teachers, giving back after receiving so much from Variety. Man, they grow up so fast, don't they? Mihai, if you're watching, Great to see you be part of something on that global scale. Absolutely wonderful in helping support kids with disabilities. You can help too, those of you watching. In advance of tomorrow's Show of Hearts Telethon, we want to encourage you to donate to Variety by calling 310KIDS. It's that easy. And as an added bonus, if you do it during tonight's news hour, your donation will be matched by Buy Low Food. So if you're able, please call right now. Coming up, the Jollibee craze. How long did you wait in line today? Four hours. Yes. It's four hours and it's worth it. How this Filipino fast food joint turned into a Vancouver phenomenon. And in sports, the Canucks made it look so easy last night. What victory over the Flames means to the team. Well, if you're solar powered like Kasia and I are. Yeah, you're loving the sun lately. Despite the cold, it's been great. It has, it has. But now we're going to say goodbye to the sun for some Mm -hmm. time. Things are a-changing. This was taken earlier today at the end of the Burrard Bridge. Thanks to Dennis Parkinson for taking that. Uh, And this is how tomorrow is going to be looking like. So we do have periods of rain beginning near the noon hour, give or take a few hours, let's say, around noon, let's say. Six degrees will be our daytime high, and from here on, we're going to be warming up. So, yeah, Chris, it was cold, but now we've got unsettled weather, and even, look at that, double-digit temperatures. By the way, 
our normal daytime highs are now around 10 degrees across the south coast, so it is getting warmer. We're also seeing a warm-up for interior sections, though tomorrow is still going to be at the freezing mark for places like Kelowna, where it looked like this this morning. I love this photo taken by Ron Taylor. You can see the sun rays trying so hard to force itself through the cloud cover. Probably won't be able to tomorrow. It's going to be on the cloudy side across the southern interior, but you don't get your precipitation until tomorrow night. Speaking of the night, this is your overnight lows. Note the difference across the southern interior. We're looking at the minus double digits. And then it's more mild up north. There's something interesting for you. Minus 7 is the overnight low for Fort St. John. Minus 13 for you in Kelowna. Speaking of temperatures, the warmest spot in the entire country today was in Pitt Meadows at 8 degrees. So... We win, right? Uh, we have very clear conditions still throughout the interior, but increasing cloudiness across the northern flank of the province. This is the system that's going to be producing rain across the south coast and very strong winds. A wind warning in effect in areas marked in red. Southeasterly sustained at 90 kilometers per hour, but gusting at 110 kilometers per hour. So a heads up there, potentially dangerous winds. Across the north, it is snow for inland sections, two to four centimeters of snow for Terrace and Smithers, windy and rainy across coastal sections with just a chance of rain for the central interior. Across the south, it remains dry, though a little on the chilly side, below seasonal, zero for you in Kelowna. We're normally at five. And over here, we do have periods of rain. Still mostly dry, could even get a sun cloud mix in the Fraser Valley. So here's your long range from Metro Vancouver, very unsettled over the next several days. Okay, so we do have a beautiful photo, though. This has been a reflection of the past several days. Chris, you're going to like it. Cultus Lake, some ice-encrusted uh, chairs there, but look Look at that view. Just amazing. Thanks to Brad Sumner for that. It looks like it could be summer except for the ice. You've yes. Pointed, pointed. And the N in his name. Yes, that's true. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Kasia. A phenomenon from the Philippines landed in Vancouver today and hundreds lined up around the block to experience it. Imadagahi gives us a taste of the buzz from Jollibee, breathing new life into a part of the city that's been struggling through the pandemic. Jubilation for Jollibee. Oh my God! The fanfare, the excitement, and the commitment. It's four hours and it's worth it. You'd expect it from a meet and greet with a rock star, except here on Granville Street in downtown Vancouver, the celebrity serves what we're told is some pretty famous fried chicken. Can't wait to try the chicken joy. Grave delicious. For those unfamiliar, Jollibee is a Filipino fast food giant with lofty ambitions. Our uh, company vision is to become one of the top five restaurant companies in the world. And so we have been expanding uh, globally. Canada is a key market for us. They have certainly created a lot of excitement in downtown. The foot traffic in an area with well-documented pandemic era struggles is a positive step, says the downtown Vancouver BIA, whose state of the downtown 2020 report showed 31 vacant storefronts on Granville's retail corridor. To see a lineup on Granville Street for a fast food restaurant's opening with a mascot uh, involved, it's just really exciting and encouraging. This downtown location at Granville is just perfect for our first store here in the area. Uh, but we know that the demand goes far, far beyond just downtown. The company says Vancouver's Filipino population is the second highest in Canada. It is already opening stores on Broadway and Surrey's Strawberry Hill Shopping Centre, adding to more than 1,500 locations worldwide. It's not like a typical fast food restaurant. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's just bring something special, I guess. And as for the lines, they're expected to be this long. 
for weeks. Amaragahi, Global News. Can't wait to try it. All right. You are a connoisseur of fried chicken, are you not? You know what? I, I will eat anything that's fried, but oh. particularly fried chicken. Really? I, I love it. Okay. And there is no bad fried chicken as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the black unis. Oh, they beautiful. did the trick They're last beautiful. Night. Yeah. They should go back to them. Uh, so, can the Canucks do to others what they did to Calgary last night? We just set a standard for ourselves for the rest of the year. It was a night to remember for the Canucks who stopped the Flames' win streak rather emphatically. You can say that again. Also coming up tonight, satellite debris. Could be Danny. Take it away, Squire. Okay, I will. Uh, It was the night that everything went right for the Vancouver Canucks. By the time the game was over, the red-hot flames had been extinguished. 7-1 for Vancouver, and not only did their game look good, they looked good. See, right beside me, there's more to 90s fashion than flannel shirts and mom jeans. And a full house got to see a result that nobody thought they would see. I certainly didn't expect it to go like that. game like that like it's everything like we we should know how we need to play now anything less is not that's not good enough that's where we have to be when you have to win you know 21 out of 30 uh, to make it so I mean we have to play at that level and the Canucks called up Phil DiGiuseppe today to go on the road trip with them uh, the Whitecaps are on the road tomorrow in Columbus to start the season so can Fanny Sartini's magic work with Vancouver over a full campaign they were one of the best teams in MLS after he took over as coach they are bringing back most of the players that finished off the 2021 season, which is a lot different than it used to be. At past Whitecaps training camps, the most important exercise was learning your new teammates' names because the roster always seemed to have a huge overhaul from the previous year. But that's not the case this season. Yes, yes, very good. The team we saw at the end of 2021 is pretty much the one we see right now, and that should make for a better start to this season. We're a legit team this year. We're a team that, uh, you know, that you can cheer for and cheer for hard and have passion for. And we're excited to show, you know, our continuity from what we had last year. I think, I think a lot of us are the same guys that stayed over from last year. So I think that's a kind of a big help. It's, we can, we can draw on each other. We can draw on that experience from last year. Thomas Hassall represents the biggest change from last season. He's now the starting keeper after Max Crapo was traded to LAFC. But Hassal is not a new face. He's been around the Whitecaps for years. In fact, he's already started 15 Major League Soccer games. I know part of what to expect. Of course, every game is different, but uh, I've been in the league for a few years now, and I've seen a lot of different environments. I've said this before, I think he's probably the best professional on our team. You know, he's the first one in, last one out every day. He's making sure he's always getting better. 
Um, so I think that's what he brings. He brings that professionalism at such a young age, which is important to have that back there. Another familiar face that's coming back is Lucas Cavallini, but the Whitecaps still haven't seen him deliver like they thought he could when they signed him for big money out of the Mexican League. However, the feeling is that Cavallini's in better health this year and he has more incentive than ever before to start scoring. We know that it's a big year for him because, of course, as a, as a Canadian guy uh, in the rotation of the national team, he sees the World Cup there and it's a big thing for every player. So uh, uh, the only way for him to do it is to do a great season here and we hope that he's going to do it. Up, 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 flow, up! And the change in play we saw last year when Vanni Sartini took over the Whitecaps is expected to be there on opening day. What we're going to see, our aggressiveness when we don't have the ball, our organization being compact and uh, try to play as quick and fast as we can. So that's that that our trademark, what made us successful last year and I hope that it's going to make us successful this year. BC boys doing well at the Honda Classic in Florida. Merritt's Roger Sloan tied for eighth at minus three. And Surrey's Adam Svensson, you're watching him right here, shot a five under 65. He's tied for fourth at minus six. Nick Taylor also made the cut at plus two. Daniel Berger is the leader at 10 under par. This is good to see. The Provincial High School Wrestling Championships underway at the Coliseum. Over 400 wrestlers from around the province taking part. A month ago, the organizers weren't sure if there would even be a tournament. But not only is it happening, fans are allowed to watch as well. Wow. That's good to see. It, it seems like it's from a different time. I know. It's well, it's like last night's game. Yeah. At, the, at Rogers Arena. It was great having 18-plus there. Back in a moment with Sat Debris. All right. Squire's got satellite debris for us. Let's end the week on a high note. Okay. So we have... Uh, Two commercials here, one from Mass Mutual about uh, your kids in retirement and the other from Nescafe. So who's it going to be? Tom? Could be Danny. Guess it's all Maggie. have another one talk to us about retirement today feel comfortable about tomorrow mass mutual coffee to you john biscuit anyone well this is nice isn't it <laughs> don't drop your biscuit That kind of makes me uh, double over. Uh, sympathy oh. pain. Okay, oh, so no. uh, the Hummer, LeBron James, and a whole bunch of crabs.
Claws in the air like you don't yeah. care. <laughs> Get your freak on. All right. So uh, funny. Here are two. I know the second one of the two Chris will love. All right, let's see it. This place is amazing. You've really outdone yourself this time, babe. You deserve it. Mitch? Raj? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Of all the places, look who it is. It's Raj and Diane. G'day. Hey, how'd you get here? Drove? They drove here. Nick? Ken! What are you doing here? What a coincidence! What are you doing here? <laughs> you, me and Rog, all in the same place! Michael Jamison? Is that you? Yes! As I live and breathe! What is this Rog? What a coincidence. <laughs> you would not bet that was going to happen, would you? This With Rog and Ken. What are you doing? Oh, hey, using night vision goggles to keep an eye on my spicy buffalo wheat thins to make sure nobody touches them. Who's going to take your wheat thins? Um, I don't know. An intruder, the dog, Bigfoot, Ted from next door. Hey, can you get the light? I love you. What's going on? Not the Johnsonville Brats one. Man, I just can't get I'll, it. Out. I'll break that one out again <laughs> one day too. Yeah, it's got. A, I need to see it once a year at least. Thank you for that, Squire. Hey, and thanks to everybody watching tonight. It's been an awesome first couple of days for the show of Hearts here on Global, and we hope it's only going to get better as we ramp up for tomorrow's show of Hearts Telethon. Right now. You, our viewers, have made sure that Variety can help 375 kids with over $930,000 in donations so far. Thanks to Buy Low Foods for matching this hour. That's been amazing. So let's see if we can get that number up over 400 tonight in B.C. And be sure to tune in tomorrow if you can from 1 to 5.30 p.m. and watch the Variety Show of Hearts telethon. So many inspiring stories to share with you tomorrow. So thanks so much to everybody who has donated tonight. Hope you've had a great week and a great weekend is ahead. Thanks for watching.